Hello and welcome to the Curlew Podcast, Influencer Marketing Reimagined, a podcast where we chat with influencer marketing professionals, social media influencers, bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, you name it, about what has led to their success. Today we have the pleasure of hearing from Cassidy Stockton, the Digital Communications Manager at Bob's Red Mill. Cassidy is a strong leader with 15 years of experience building and growing a powerful social media presence for one of the nation's most beloved flower companies. She has developed a robust influencer marketing program that generates over 44 million impressions yearly. More than anything, she loves building strong relationships that lead to meaningful social media engagement. Cassidy is always looking for the most emotional hook in her content for the most lasting impact. I'm your host, Alexis Trammell. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you sign up for Perlu to learn more about how you can grow your influencer marketing career. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cassidy. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role at Bob's Red Mill? Um, sure, yeah. Like you said, I've been here for 15 years uh, working, you know, I started working uh, pretty low in the customer service area and was able to work up through marketing as I grew um, more knowledge about the products and um, got more experience here. And we were a much smaller, different company 15 years ago than we are today. Um, at that time, it was kind of a novelty to see our products on the East Coast, and now we're in most grocery stores across the United States. What I do now is, uh, as you mentioned, run the influencer marketing program that touches um, everything from people who are lifestyle influencers on Instagram to recipe developers and content creators who do video and uh, live like IGTV pieces. I do really like building relationships with them so that it's a very genuine experience for everybody, whether they're seeing that on the influencers channels or if they're seeing it on us uh, sharing that content on our channels. Uh, We also do a lot of our digital marketing through this department. We're working very closely with the digital marketing manager and um, managing our email marketing strategy just a really cohesive plan that we have at Bob's Red Mill to make all of the marketing pieces fit together well and that you see and have the same experience no matter where you run across us uh, in the marketing world. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 15 years at Bob's Red Mill and you started the entire influencer marketing arm of it. That's incredible. So how did you first get into influencer marketing? How did you know that was going to be the right fit? Well, you know, we're, we've always been really scrappy here, so it's been a lot of experimentation. And, you know, about, I'd say like 11 or so years ago, we started noticing a lot of um, bloggers talking about the product on, you know, our Google Alerts would flag us. Somebody has mentioned us here or there. I would go over to the blog, engage with that person, uh, usually offer them some product if they wanted it. And the game was a lot different back then. So product for mentions was a really normal way to engage with a blogger. Now, of course, it's become very uh, monetized, uh, which is fantastic for the influencers. Uh, But yeah, it was just a lot of, hey, I see you like our product. Can I send you some more? Then as those relationships grew, it became into more like, hey, now we have a little budget. Let's put some of that into it. And then, you know, as Instagram really like took off in the influencer space there, became so valuable. We shifted a lot of the resources into that as well. So we do a nice balanced program. There's a lot of stuff happening on Instagram with influencers there. Uh, But then we also have a lot of evergreen content going live on blogs across the web. 
That is so cool. So how do you go about finding influencers to work with and how did you find them way back when, like 11, you said it was 11 years ago when you started doing influencer marketing? Yeah, I mean, so the way that we've looked for influencers back in the day was very much like we noticed we got mentioned, we started building a relationship. Uh, these days it's a lot more, um, I get a lot of that inbound requests that we vet all of them, whether it's going through my team internally or working with one of our PR firms. Um, we look at everybody and we look for people who have really good, solid engagement rates, genuinely love the brand. You know, I've used platforms similar to uh, what um, you guys have to offer. And uh, it's just a really good way to see a measure of what somebody is doing because everybody who's probably listening right now understands the challenge of ROI on influencer work. Um, everybody wants to know that the money you're spending is worth it. Um, so you have to try to choose which metrics are the most important to you. And a lot of my relationships these days come through introductions through other partners that I have. Um, it just seems to be we're in a lucky place that so we're not usually having to go out and source a lot of influencers. Typically, they come across our plate and we jump on them if they're the right fit for us. Right. Yeah. And so you mentioned, um, you mentioned how everyone wants to make sure they have the best ROI for these programs and making sure that they're getting the best bang for their buck. I'm really curious mm -hmm. about how, um, how you guys ended up deciphering that from beginning to end. Yeah, it's just with marketing and in this space, I think we can all agree that like you have to experiment. You have to take a chance these days and try some of this new stuff because everybody's moving to digital, I mean, to say everybody's moving is sort of feels archaic because everybody's already moved. Um, and so trying to put a measurement around the money that you're spending and is it worth it? As well as like, how do I say this person, person A is worth this value and person B isn't. Uh, so, you know, typically what we were doing in the beginning is kind of a, you know, going with our gut. What, what was beautiful content? What was a creative use of the product? Were there fans at that time commenting on the blog? Um, were they, you know, when Pinterest came on board, are they pinning it to the boards? When it's the social channels got more robust, were they sharing it there? Um, and as things have scaled and changed in the paid social space, you know, we've really, we dig into the engagement metrics are really important to us. If people are engaging with your content, that tells me that it's resonating well. Um, and it's kind of, and then we do some other pieces that will try to help tie an ROI back of you know providing a particular link and did it how many coupons downloads did that come from that particular link from that influencer and that helps us get an idea of well if this many coupons were downloaded potentially this many went to the store and bought it's tricky with a product that's we prefer people to shop at their grocery stores and buy it's hard to track the measurement from social to that but we do the best we can. Mm -hmm. And then we look at it um, and try to make the best choices that we can based on the metrics that come out of the different platforms that are available to us and try to try to put an ROI. But I think it varies from company to company and what is the most important metric to you and whether you can tie that to a revenue or not. 
Thanks, Cassidy. I'd like to take a quick break to talk about Purlu, the platform that all influencer marketing professionals should be using to connect with influencers. It's not a subscription-based directory. It's a professional network of active influencers, ensuring that brands partner with only the best. And you can sign up and try the platform for free today. No commitments, nor obligations. Here's Brent Scott, Purlu's Director of Influencer Marketing, to tell you a little bit more. Brands, we know it's not easy to crack the code of influencer marketing. Influencer databases, basically just the yellow pages for influencers, are a disappointment for everybody. Usernames and follower accounts aren't enough, and you don't have time to worry about bots and fake influencers. And if you finally do find influencers who align with your goals, how do you know what type of campaign will work best for your brand? That's why we built Perlu, a community of active and thriving Instagrammers, bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, you name it, who are collaborating right on our platform, using it to build authentic audiences and establish themselves as leaders in their niche, making it clear to you who's who in the influencer world. And to ensure your campaigns have amazing impact, we provide Perlu Advisors, a specially curated group of professional influencers to be your insider guides to influencer marketing. They have the experience, connections, and insights to help you develop amazing strategies for groundbreaking success. And once you've built your dream team, Perlu provides clean, simple tools to manage your campaign at every stage so you can put those spreadsheets, emails, and DMs to rest. Everything you need to crack the code of influencer marketing is here. Perlu, influencer marketing reimagined. We're talking a little bit about how you love to work with influencers who come up with some really creative ways to use Bob's Red Mills product. So tell us about your most creative or successful influencer marketing program. Yeah, we've had a few that have been really fun over the last few years that um, are great. One that I'm particularly passionate about right now is one that is uh, just, we just ran in November um, to support our partnership with No Kid Hungry. We sourced five different influencers uh, that had, you know, a reach within the um, parenting community, um, but also were interested in changing the world. So we found five influencers to create a recipe using one of our products for a brunch themed Friendsgiving campaign. So Friendsgiving, if you're not familiar, is I think we all kind of have heard that term as like an alternative to Thanksgiving with your friends, but it's also a big campaign that No Kid Hungry runs to encourage people to host a Friendsgiving and raise funds to help end childhood hunger. And we've partnered in a big way with No Kid Hungry this year. So our goal was to get these influencers. So we did five recipe development influencers, and then we did about 30 other influencers on Instagram just sharing the story of No Kid Hungry and why it was important to them, why it was important to us, and why it should be important to everyone else. So each influencer that we worked with created a recipe. It went into a brunch ebook that our fans and email subscribers could download as they gear up to host their own Friendsgiving the thought would be that you could make make or assign all the recipes from that book to have a nice, well-rounded brunch and raise funds. And, um, you know, I thought it was really cool to read the stories from each of the influencers talking about their own experiences with childhood hunger. Um, some of them had dealt with it firsthand and others just remember helping uh, their parents, you know, to make food bank donations and whatnot as a kid. It's just, it's a moving piece and this time of year is, we're all kind of looking for ways that we can make a difference. So that was one that was particularly fun and that I really enjoyed. That was um, beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, Friendsgiving 
and brunch. I mean, I just, everybody loves Friendsgiving and <laughs> I know I sure love brunch, but whenever you're making a positive impact in the world around the holiday season, that's really powerful. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah. So if people want to get involved, um, they can visit our website. There's a call to action right on the homepage, or they can visit bobsredmill.com forward slash outreach forward slash no dash kid dash hungry. Also just a Google of no kid hungry Friendsgiving will get you there. It's not too late to sign up. They're accepting people to sign up or just donate through the end of the year. Um, and then we'll celebrate on our channels how much money we're raised through our efforts in January. Um, it's been a really cool partnership and I think they are doing a lot of good in just the time we've been working with them. They were able to reduce the ratio of kids that are struggling to feed themselves or to be fed uh, from one in six to one in seven now, which is wonderful. So they're making an impact. And I think we can all agree that kids should start off on the right foot with good food in their bellies. Of course. Let's backtrack a little bit. You've been working with influencers for 11 out of the 15 years you've been at Bob's Red Mill. Um, of course, everything has really evolved over time. You guys have uh, really honed your skills in there, built a lot of relationships. How does influencer marketing fit into Bob Redmill's marketing strategy holistically today? Uh, yeah, well, it's because of the way that influencer marketing is in the way that we have shifted as consumers, especially with the younger generations of looking we really have always been true in marketing of like word of mouth marketing works. It works really well. And I think we all understand that like if your best friend tells you about a product that you love, you're more inclined to try it out. And we've made this shift as a country and culture to see influencers online in that similar mindset. And we really value that here at Bob's because we know that if you're using a baking flour that you love and you recommend it, you're likely to get your fans to also choose that flower because they want to, or they aspire to have the same kind of lifestyle as you. And once we started figuring out those little bits that worked really well, it just became like an essential part of our strategy. And because now the way that digital marketing has evolved, we can use influencer work and then pick up a lot of different touch points with digital of, you know, hitting them on Facebook or getting them in the Google ads or following up with an email advertisement. It's just, there's a lot of opportunity to take that influencer and, you, you know, really blast it out in a really cool way so that they're getting that repeated message without just hoping that they happen to watch the right channel for the right amount of time on TV. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's just, I, what I, see is the shifting happening and I think you'd probably agree is like now what we're seeing is influencers with a smaller following are a little bit more intimate and people find them to be even more engaging mm -hmm. than the people with huge followings and those like nano influencers which just really at some point it's just going to get back to just people like you and me who we are just influencing our friends right right yeah it's you know word of mouth is the most most powerful marketing tool for sure <laughs> So what is one of your biggest lessons learned in influencer marketing that you could share with our listeners? Well, I mean, there's a couple of really important things that I've learned and incorporated over the years, but first and foremost, like having a good relationship with your influencer matters. It makes all the difference. If you find that sweet spot with an influencer who loves the brand so much, it really pays off in a lot of different ways. And then additionally, I think, really protecting their rights. I know a lot of companies want the full rights, the content, 
they want to reuse it. Uh, we kind of take a stance of the relationship is most powerful because of your influence. And the content is beautiful, but we want it to be first and foremost yours and help us sell our product through it. And so I think just like really we're protecting that um, their creative rights uh, or intellectual rights, I guess, and just really respecting them. I think that they often get treated like a, another marketing tactic. Um, but I also see it on the other side. And I think it's really difficult when influencers don't treat themselves like a business or a brand and um, are unprofessional or miss deadlines or come to you with a request that's just impossible for you to fulfill. And so that lesson is just, you know, if it's not a good fit, then I'm not going to keep it going, regardless of your influence. It has to be a good relationship. Right. That makes complete sense. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Cassidy. We've really enjoyed speaking with you. Well, thanks for having me. And if anybody wants to see the work that we are doing with influencers, we share a lot of it on our Instagram channel, which is just at bobsredmill.com so check us out there to see what we're doing awesome yes everyone go check out bob's red mill um they're also active on purlu if you want to connect with them there and thank you so much to everyone listening we hope you really enjoyed hearing from cassie stockton at bob's red mill if you like our show and are interested in what it takes to succeed in influencer marketing check out our blog at blog.purlu.com for more podcasts and blog posts and sign up for Perlu at Perlu.com to meet, mingle, connect, collaborate, and grow your career. We hope you join us for our next installation of the Perlu podcast. Influencer marketing reimagined.